Hello America, it's time for Uncle Sam Says, and today we're going to talk about the second of our lost American ideals, Providence. Now there are four of those lost American ideals, and Oliver DeMille, the founder of the great George Wythe College, tells us that without understanding and living these lost American ideals, we really can't be considered true Americans. Now remember the first lost ideal was the word Georgic, which means ownership and was fully understood by all of our founding fathers, plus millions of people all over the world who came to America so that they too could become owners. Owners! Now people have lost this word today and most have never even heard of it, but it truly is very important. True Americans are Georgic and by nature and temperament are owners and not employees. They think as leaders and not as followers. Today we talk of providence, and although most Americans have heard of this word, they don't know its complete meaning. The Founding Fathers used this word constantly, and you find it all over their writings. When most Americans are asked about its meaning, they say, well, that it refers to God. Well, yes, that's true. But the meaning goes much further than that. It does make reference to God, but it means that we acknowledge that God is a higher power, that He is our Creator, but it also implies that He has a great deal of influence in our lives and that He actually has a definite plan for us individually and will help us fulfill that plan. That's providence. Again, this is part of what the very word American meant to all over the world. You see, when you said American, they would envision a man who owned his own property, that's Georgic, and that he believed in a higher power who was governing his life, that he lived his life accordingly. That was an American. Providence was so much a part of early America that virtually all of the Founding Fathers made statements that indicated their belief in our country was actually freed from England and created by God's power, and that this nation could not survive without the divine help of Providence. John Adams said, The Constitution of the United States was made for a moral and religious people and is wholly inadequate for any other George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, they made similar statements too. They all knew that God was in charge and that we needed to honor him as such. When our fathers talked about a man guided by providence, they did not envision a, a weak or wimpy kind of guy. Remember, he would have been Georgic or a man of property. And when he rose up on his hind legs to defend honor or property, or liberty, or, or anything else he valued, he became a genuine force to be reckoned with. As far as he was concerned, he was fighting for his God, and because his God was on his side, he was for sure going to win. And he usually did win. Well, this is why the American Yankee got such a fearsome reputation in battle. There is nothing so fearsome to the bad guys as an honest, principle-driven man that just keeps on, keeps on, keeps on coming. Ethan Allen was a great big bear of a man that seemed to always be on the wrong side of the civil authorities. When he figured he was right, there was just no stopping him. Once he knocked cold all five of the men sent by the marshal to collect him. <laughs> the state of New York was trying to annex Connecticut, and that made him angry. 
He was born in Connecticut, and he didn't want it annexed by any New York state. He formed the Green Mountain Boys, who were determined to keep New York State from annexing Connecticut. Now, when the Revolutionary War began, he and his Green Mountain Boys were all geared up and ready for a fight anyway. So Vermont asked him to go take the great British fort of Ticonderoga. <laughs> well, they did a great overland forced march, and they did just that. When the British commander asked by what authority the fort was being attacked, Allen replied, In the name of the great Jehovah and the Continental Congress. He knew that God was on our side and that he would fight our battles. Now, Ethan Allen was a very hard man and a very rough-and-tumble kind of character. He was a very large man and widely known for his ability in a fight. <laughs> his men loved him, and they'd follow him anywhere. Now, here's an interesting side note. When he arrived with his troops on the outskirts of Fort Ticonderoga, after a brutal overland march through snow and winter conditions, Benedict Arnold caught up to him, and he was determined to take over the operation. Arnold, yep, that Benedict Arnold. Only this was years before he became our country's greatest traitor. Well, at this time, he was just a colonel, but he did outrank Ethan Allen, and he did have authorization from the Central Command in Massachusetts. He tried to take over, but the men in Ethan Allen's command had have none of it. They flatly refused to follow anyone but Ethan Allen. And politely, or maybe not so politely, they told Benedict Arnold where he could get off. They trusted their man of God, and they must have suspected some of the other sides of Benedict Arnold. Well, to save the day and to get on with the capture of the fort, Ethan Allen told his superior officer, Benedict Arnold, that he could come along with him as the fort was attacked, and he did. Arnold tried to take credit for the capture, but history has been true this time, and Ethan Allen and the great Jehovah and the Continental Congress got the credit. True Americans had a very different attitude back then. This Georgic, or ownership, mentality combined with the idea that God had a specific plan for me, and I am bound and determined to find out what it is and to do it, that's what fueled the early Americans. Can we still do it? Well, just wait till you find out what the last two lost American ideals are. The total picture of what a true American really is, or was, comes into focus. Can we do it again? Can we become true Americans again? Of course we can. It's not arrogance. It's just living the way God has intended us to live all along. When we learn about the last two American ideals, you'll understand how we can do it. When our Founding Fathers signed the Declaration of Independence, they were indeed putting their life and their sacred honor on the line. Thomas Jefferson lost his wife and baby daughter when he signed. Because he signed, he became an outlaw and a traitor to his country. And the British came after him. They attacked his home and his wife ran into the cold with their baby daughter. Because of that exposure, the baby died almost immediately, and the wife soon after. The same is true for signer after signer. Hardly any were spared. God absolutely saw to it that this country was really bought and paid for in blood. And nearly every man involved was totally convinced at the end of the war that it was won because God was fighting on our side. Now, One of my stories tells of some of the great acts of nature that turned complete battles to our side, 
Times when fog allowed our forces to get away, or, or when rain or wind changed the course of things, like when Cornwallis tried to escape Yorktown in small boats, a great wind came up and forced them back to face Washington, and, and they had to surrender. Another great example of God interfering with, with weather was when the colonials brought cannon all the way from Fort Ticonderoga, and huge expense and effort. Washington was able to place those cannon and to fortify their emplacements on the heights over Boston in complete secrecy because of the fog and the snow that hid the view and muffled the sound. Nope, everybody who fought in the Revolutionary War knew that God had helped us. They knew. They knew what providence was, and they knew that it was a huge part of their lives. Hey, thanks for listening, folks. Until next time, remember, you are learning the truth. Tell your friends, speak with boldness, and keep your powder dry.